Hello and welcome to episode 62 of the Large Format Photography Podcast. My name is Andrew Bartram and I'm joined by Eric Matthew all the way in San Francisco land and by Sammy from Wales. I was going to say Flangothland, but I might have butchered it, but I did it really well. I think Hello, Sammy. It. Hello, Eric. Hello. Did I nail that? Flangothland? I didn't, I, I didn't even spit over the microphone. <laughs> if you're not spitting, you're doing it wrong. Flangothland, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, um, so hello, Eric, and hello, <laughs> Sammy. Hello, <laughs> it's uh, Sammy. It's great to have you on your sh- on the show, and thanks for being with us. So, uh, before we start, if people can cast their mind back to oh. at least two months ago, and it'll probably be another two months for by the time Simon gets around to putting this show out. At least two months ago, we had Alice Tomlinson making a return visit to the show. Lovely. And thank you very much, Alice. We uh, enjoyed our time with you, and I hope the book launch is going well. But you won't be listening to this, so her work is so good. By the way, it folks. is like yeah. book launch. Go see it. Go see her work. Her portraits are, and her long term projects are just they're mind blowingly good. Yeah, I had a I had a lot of fun looking at her work for sure. So we apologize for not putting a show out, but we're just really kind of lazy no we're not lazy that would be eric is nothing but i'm lazy eric is really you aren't lazy and we have to try and find people and twist their arms and when we do get people on their computers break and things so, uh, <laughs> but anyway sammy you've got sammy's got her new laptop so she's um, she's with us um so we apologize for the delay since the last show and we're simon less still but he's with us in spirit Hello, Simon. And we're forcing him to listen to all of this because he's our editor. Yeah, and because he's not here, we can uh, we can do what we want. And and for some time now, we've not really been doing a catch up because, well, why would we? It's not about us, is it? It's about the guest, and it's all Absolutely. about Sammy this week, which uh, which of course it is. But but <laughs> Eric's, and... been up, Eric's been up to all sorts of exciting things. I can see him sitting in his new darkroom. I'm a bit concerned about those LED lights that he claims are safe lights and i do wonder if he's done a proper safe light test but anyway uh, i i know he's been building cameras and lenses he's been swearing off air about a camera that he's building so eric eric since we last spoke when i think you'd been swearing photographing uh, photographing bicyclists with some weird handheld camera uh, what have you been doing since then uh photographing bicyclists with weird handheld camera again mm-hmm. um man two months or two months that's a lot uh what have i done well my beloved graphlap graphlap 3a died so that was sadness hang on when you said my beloved then i thought you were going to talk about your wife well her too she's just like the steady this dark room actually that i'm sitting in dark room slash office right now i have to give of mad props this is 100 her like i turned 50 in august and for my 50th birthday, she said, we can either have a big party or I can build you a dark room. She used to run a, a general contracting company. I don't know what they call that over the, in that side of the pond, like a construction company, but she ran a construction company, basically. And I was like, I want a dark room. So, like, sh- she built a dark room. Like, she well, literally built the dark room. Yeah, you and you were sharing pictures of her doing things with hammers mm-hmm. and chisels and... Well, not that they have mudding and sanding and all the things. So, I mean, we hired a a contractor to put the the sink in and we had a friend of mine come in and help frame up the walls, but she did Mm -hmm. 
the vast majority of everything else and like a hundred plus degree days. So yeah. While I was off photographing so cyclists. Um, have you used it in anger yet? Have you fogged any paper with those weird safe lights you've got? I have you? not. You know, honestly, I'm not here for printing. Like I have this for developing film and not making the kitchen smell like fixer and being able to dry the film in something other than the guest bathroom shower, which my mm -hmm. son uses when he's here and he gets really angsty because he can't take a shower. And I get really angsty because he's a teenage boy who stinks. Love you, buddy. Like, you know it, you know it. Um, and then later on, when things are more settled, uh, there'll be a UV light unit coming in here. Uh, I would like to take a crack at gum oils um, and also cutting down paper negatives or x-ray film which I tend to do, but I'm, I don't print. I'm not really a, a darker printer. Uh, the best you, could, there, you could though, couldn't you? I could, you've, got, I could. you've got an enlarger? Yeah, that's, that's really going in for my friends and parts of the photo community who want some place to print. Like my friend Kendra Luck, she's a, a former newspaper photographer for the SF Chronicle, like a 12 plus year photojournalist uh, who doesn't work there anymore. Um, she brought over this counter and everything because she just like once or twice a month she just wants to print okay so i'm like cool i'm gonna give her the garage code and she's gonna come in and print sometimes so really like the, the enlarger is not for me at all even if a, if i wanted to print i'd be blunt uh the enlarger doesn't handle negatives that big like it does 120 probably up to six by nine but like i'm shooting six by 12 six by 14 and four by five so yeah it it doesn't 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 scale basically okay um and ca camera building so what what do you camera what swearing or camera uh swearing? i'm currently building an instax wide slash um mamiya rb67 backed interchangeable backed camera um around uh mamiya press lenses so it'll be interchangeable press lenses. The, the guy I'm building it for can just change whatever lenses he wants. I'm supplying a, a, a 127 to start with. Um, and it's for a, a college acquaintance of mine who is a literal rock and roll photographer. He, ever since I've known him, he uh, grew up in the DC area. So he's been photographing like straight edge punk bands, Fugazi, Bad Brains, all the ska bands, Mighty Mighty Boss Tones, all these like, bands has been shooting him since before he even went to college um and has done so pretty much his whole life and one of the people that he's known for like 30 some odd years is a gentleman who went to found my chemical romance so right now he's on tour with a, a little band called my chemical romance and he's their tour photographer so when he gets here in a little bit over a week on october 5th I'm handing him over a camera that will shoot Instax wide and Mamiya 6.7 with interchange. Is this, the one, is this the one that you're really behind on? Oh, so behind. Yes, I'm way behind. I am days behind. Uh, I fly out to Wisconsin to officiate my niece's wedding in two days on the 27th. And I really wanted to have this put together before then so I could go to Wisconsin and test it and do final tweaks. Uh, and then we fly back on the 4th and I deliver the camera on the 5th. So, like my my window is. Really Why doesn't he tight. just get himself an RB sixty seven and get get a Instax Square back or something? Well, he he got in touch with me because he wanted to shoot four by five instant film. Okay, and that doesn't exist anymore. 
So I said, try and sex wide. And I pointed him to Ethan at Camerodactyl. Mm-hmm. Huge props to Ethan, by the way. He's been a, a massive help with this. I've got some of his some of his stuff to build the camera with. And just as a source of knowledge, like the guy's amazing. But Mark didn't have time to kind of put it together and just got on tour. Uh, so when I pained him to see what was going on and what was going to be here and what he'd done with the camera, he was just like, I didn't didn't end up getting one. I said, give me two weeks, okay. I'll put one together, which was a terrible idea. I should have said, give me six weeks, I'll put one together. Um, yep. And so here we go. So I'm swearing Well, what right a busy... Now. Okay, so I understand. And you're making a lens also for former guest uh, Wayne Martin Belger. Yes. Um, after I'm done with the game in two weeks. He's got a project for the Smithsonian. Mm, um, yeah, so... There's these old Anasazi, Anasazi cave dwellings, and they're literally up in the side of a cliff. And the only way you can get there is to like climb like hundreds and hundreds of feet up the cliff wall. And the only way you can do that is with local Navajo guides, because that is their land, and there is no access without them, period. Uh, these are their ancestral homes. So uh, he is building an eight inch by 10 inch camera. Wayne's first camera with a lens. Mm. Sammy, for background, Wayne does these beautiful artistic pinhole cameras. They're they're nuts. Um, and he's doing it with local uh, Navajo craftsmen, is my understanding. And uh, he needs a lens, or actual non-pinhole lens. So I'm building him a camera lens. S- Sammy, do you know, are you familiar with Wayne Martin Belger's as a person or, or his work? Uh, no, but I will be Googling immediately. Yeah. And you can go back and listen to him on episode something or other. I was going to ask what number yeah. episode. <laughs> it was, it was a bit ago. Um, a bit. It was a while ago. It was part of the sixth degree of separation that led to Eric becoming a co-host uh, on yeah. here, but we won't, we, won't, we won't go into that. Uh, <laughs> if, you, if, you listen, if you listen back to the time roughly when Eric came on the show and the, uh, yeah then it kind of all flowed from uh, from from there wayne makes these pinhole cameras but these are works of art really and yeah he links the craftsmanship the building the construction of the cameras to the project that he's working on so he um he did one on like it did a made a camera out of a skull with a yeah. with the pinhole in the forehead it was like the third eye and I think that project was around how we see each other and perceptions of, of self. Uh, no, that was the beauty of decay. Oh, that, I've got two, the other I've project, got two muddled up. Oh, yeah, he does so many. That one, the other one you're talking about is the us versus them, the oh, us and them project about how we have these artificial definitions of each other that keep right. us apart as defined usually by governments who want to keep us apart. Yeah, that made... camera had like Eva bronze crucifix, just like all sorts of crazy shit in it. Right. Yeah. The he, first he bleep a... for Simon. He had he had artifacts built into it, and what is this the same one where they had the part of the Vietnamese soldier's finger? A, a kill box. Yeah. Yeah, it had the kill box in it from Vietnam. So Sammy's looking at like what the so in <laughs> Vietnam, um, American soldiers would in some units had to keep proof of of kills there's no there's no way to go around it and it was called a kill box and uh one gentleman uh was haunted by nightmares ever since he came back from vietnam and he had the contents of his kill box and that went to his us and them to wayne's us and them camera as part of the project and after he, he the guy let it go he stopped having his nightmares 
which is super, super cool. It's like artist therapy. But yeah, that camera has or had, that camera actually got stolen, which is a tragedy in Mexico. Um, but it has, wherever the hell that camera is, the contents of a Vietnam veteran's kill box in it. Wow. Yeah. Wayne's stuff is intense. Wow. Yeah. You think I'm intense? Wait till you leave me, Wayne. Oh, wow. He's jovially <laughs> intense. Like, like Andrew. Uh, anyway, um, thanks for that, Eric. <laughs> should, we, should we focus on our guest? I think we should. I think we should. Oh, I know we should. Should we focus? Yes, Sammy, you can. Sammy, Sammy Hanna Labrador? Is that a Labrador? What is it? She's Call a Cocker Spaniel. If a you hear spaniel. weird oh, noises, okay. she's jumping up on my lap. There we go. Oh, yeah. My son and his girlfriend have got a brand Cocker Spaniel called Frank. Yeah. No, yeah, I can see. I can yeah. see her now. Yeah. <laughs> she'll, she'll be quiet. Yeah, be quiet, dog. It's serious, <laughs> serious business going on. So some time ago, don't know how long ago it was, a friend of mine and uh, Twittery, Instagrammy person, uh, Mark Jimmy Hickford. Jimmy! His, Mark. Jimmy! his name is Mark, but we all call him Jimmy. Really? So I, I always thought him. literally his name was Jimmy or Jim. No, it's Mark. No shit. I'm never going to call him Mark. Yeah. Yeah, no. He... um. He says, oh, I met this lady, Sammy, and she, she's, the, she's on Instagram as the Afghan camera lady. So here we are. And eventually, eventually <laughs> That's all it we're took. on the show. Give it a few steps. That's then. all it took. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we, we, we like to widen our guest base, and we've not had anybody on who's... Um, Operated. I think we've had people on who've talked about Afghan yeah. box cameras, and we'll for for the audience who are listening and says, "What the beep is an Afghan camera box?" We'll get Sammy to explain it in a minute. So, where where did, where was it you met um, the aforementioned Mister Hickford? <laughs> well, he travelled up to see me after I put an event out that said, "I'm going to be in my car park." <laughs> with my Afghan camera uh, and I'm going to take pictures of the locals. And that was done because I couldn't afford street trading. And I asked my very nice landlady, I said, can I just, can I just set up in the car park? She went, yeah. So I was, I was about an inch on the path. I don't think there were any policemen that day. <laughs> they wouldn't have seen me. <laughs> Where's your permit for, for street trading? Really? Uh, like, yeah. You guys need that? Just like set up a camera on a sidewalk? It's so well, if, yeah. if you're taking money, I get. I think, <laughs> I think if you're taking money, probably yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was. <laughs> you could have just, couldn't you just put a hat there and said donations <laughs> of Tip me. ten pounds or five pounds or whatever. Exactly, or or you know just like just throw it into the car park. I will operate here for free, but like throw the money into the car park. <laughs> so I was photographing a few people, and I saw this gentleman. He's no uh, gentleman. Sort of, I saw this gentleman and he was sort of like looking over the fence. And I was like, hello, yeah. it's me, Jimmy. And I was like, oh my God, what, what are you doing here? Uh, and he had this camera around his neck. I can't remember which camera it was. I'm sure he'll tell me. It would be uh, his Hasselblad. Wouldn't it be his, um, yeah, his Hasselblad? I think it might have been actually. And I, I said, where did you come from? And it was about a two, two and a half hour trip. I was like, just to see the Afghan camera lady. Uh, so at that point, I was based in Leicester. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, because he's right over in uh, 
in England? deepest Darfuk, Suffolk. Yeah, that was and it. If, yeah, you're, yeah. if you're in Wales, I mean, he no. might have <laughs> that been driving been a bit faster. Yeah, Leicester, much closer. So uh, he was with me most of the day, actually. <laughs> just yeah, he's like that. Once he, once he turns up, you can't get rid of him. <laughs> oh, no, no, it was lovely. Hold on, let me just put my dog down. There we go. On the floor, I mean, not... <laughs> Wow. I know. Yeah. That guy's <laughs> large. Li- li- live animal euthanasia. Oh, no, on, no. On the podcast. I'm going to take a moment. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so I We're was... So sorry uh... for your loss, Sammy. No. So, so, <laughs> she, so sudden. She's right Some here. Minute. She's after, after my sock. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah, Jimmy spent most of the day with me uh, sort of talking... Uh, about photography uh, and I was photographing the next kind of batch of people coming along <laughs> bless him we were like little dynamic duo <laughs> so how did that work did you like, like you're inside the car park which Americans hello parking lot oh yeah um you know translation here I'm becoming a, a trans an expert in translating Brit oh, to not. American it's <laughs> bullocks like a bull really wow. right yeah almost <laughs> almost I do this to make Andrew furious. Anyways, so were you just like popping your head out from behind a fence going, hello, photograph? Or like, just like throwing things at them? Like, how did you get a batch of people into your car park? I know, weird, right? It was on a stretch of a main road, kind of. And my mom had a lovely idea. She said, why don't you... Why don't you use the bunting I got for you? I was like, that's a great idea, because when else would you use bunting? So I had this. What the hell is bunting? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have that one yet. Okay. Okay. As a visual behind me is the triangles of fabric. Right. Okay. Kind of on a string. And we, when we have like a a fate or a garden party or a a jubilee, like earlier this year, while she was still with us, bless her majesty, we had, um, everyone had jubilee parties. Well, we didn't because we don't like our neighbors, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well one side's okay there's people over there on uh, so people hang bunting up eric and some um, towns and streets they'll won't they sammy they'll have it all the way down from lamppost to lamppost bunting we have some in our caravan i hate it someone made it for julie and it's made out of wool we have wool bunting in the caravan oh old school um does she love it she doesn't yeah. listen to this podcast does she no but she, she can hear me oh no. <laughs> away. dude it's very quaint. It's very British, very English. So. You don't okay. have bunting. They're like little flag things. Look, we have we yeah. have decorations and stuff. Like just bunting. Like bunting is a term I've never heard. So, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to do it. So, so your mother, who's lovely, <laughs> said, "Why don't you use the bunting that I gave you?" Continue. Yeah, uh, I use that. I put it on the fence. I asked my landlady too. I said, "Can I put bunting up? Can I stab the fence <laughs> with pins?" She goes, "Yeah, pretty much." Oh, I had so much creative freedom there. Uh, and people were kind of curious. <laughs> Sorry, my dog is just all over the place. And they got curious and they they kind of look around the corner and they see this camera that's almost as big as me. And I go, picture. <laughs> and people go, Boo. would you like a picture? Well, I kind of lured them in and said, I'm just practicing uh, mm-hmm. how to use this camera because I haven't had it that long. And uh, they're, they're really nice. They're really sweet. They go, just just a practice I was like yeah yeah and then it turns out great and I go it's five pounds if you want it <laughs> and they go, you're yeah. like a you're like a drug dealer aren't you I'm yeah. terrible I know, yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah, well, let's sample it first and then go for the kill yeah 
when you said you said you you brought you like throwing candy like following the little trail of candy and like picture (laughs) yeah pretty much but at this point it was kind of cash only I go I'm completely analog I don't I don't have an app I don't have anything really so cash and I got a few people saying oh you know we don't really carry cash anymore like it's we don't want to like physically touch anything because it's like COVID times. So I was like, well, you snooze, you lose. <laughs> so I did have a, a bit of interest and from my neighbors as well, especially they were kind of curious too. They knew I was a photographer anyway, but they go, what the hell is this? It's a big camera, isn't it? <laughs> so so when you say you're a photographer anyway, mm-hmm. like, what were you or what do you shoot? What were you shooting before you got? into the afghan camera thing like what's that sort of transition like what oh. what to what like oh it wasn't like sort of like one day you woke up like i'm an afghan box camera person and yeah never t- 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 tell, tell us tell us tell us your story then yeah. well that it's please not that far from you know what really happened actually so awesome. I, I studied photography uh spent a lot of time in the dark room in university i was like oh this process is really cool i like this i was yeah, I was there all the time. Didn't know when it closed. I thought it was open 24-7 until I got kicked out. So, oh, well, okay. Keep it open for me then. And uh, I got a job in a photography studio. And then in the same area, there was a fake going on with bunting and everything. Cupcakes <laughs> 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 and tea. And uh, this community darkroom was there. And I was like, What? what am I wasting my time in the studio for? Don't worry, they're not going to listen. <laughs> this isn't their world. But I thought, ooh, a community darkroom, what's this? And they had their own box camera. And I was like, what is oh, really? this? I know, there's another one that exists in the UK. Can you believe it? I mean, it? just randomly in a random community darkroom, there's a box, I mean, you know, that's not common. So I'm sorry, I'm just, that's remarkable. So please continue, my bad. I know. So this community darkroom, uh, kind of small fry, when I first met them, but they specialize in everything analog. If if a grandfather has died and the grandson has inherited all of these cameras and the grandson goes, what do I do with these? They take it to this community darkroom. So they have loads of donations, loads of cameras. Some are broken, some are not, some are fixed. Some are just gathering dust, but it's amazing to look at. And uh, I decided to join and it was every Tuesday. Um, so I would photograph with digital cameras during the day and then I would go to the dark room at night. Ooh. I was like the, the Bruce Wayne Batman type. <laughs> I come out at night. <laughs> Let's go into the dark room. Did you change your voice too, like Batman does? Like during the day, <laughs> I'm Sammy. And then you take the digital, I am Afghan box lady. Right? <laughs> you notice that's part of his disguise, right? It's really, he just like, just like deepens his voice or like gargles something terrible and like just no, he has a he has a voice lozenge. modulator built into his costume. It just sounds like he just needs a throat lozenge. No, like Batman, a... do you have clear your do you have voice. a lozenge? Oh, oh, that's better. <laughs> Hi, how are you? I'm Batman. Anyways, <laughs> so do, do you change? Sorry, I'm just tongue in cheek on the change the name thing like that. I'll change the voice thing like Batman. But um, does exactly. that mean like your day job is photography? You shoot all day or? I did. Okay. I did, I did, yes. So for five years, I worked uh, in a studio. Uh, and then I did uh, weddings on the side. So, but then the analog side, I was like, this this is way more interesting. Although can't really make a lot of money from it. So obviously, you know, we had to, we had to stick doing what people want, I guess. Um, and then 
this community darkroom. I'm going to mention who they are. You may want to get in touch with them as like for your next podcast because they are incredible what they're doing. They are based in Leicester and they are called Leicester Lo-Fi. Oh, I know. You know. Well, well, I know one of the guys. Who do you uh, know? Well, um, I can't remember his name. <laughs> so I don't know. But no, no, he, he 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 introduced himself when I went into the photo store where he worked, and it was um, Nova Darkroom down in uh, uh, south of Birmingham way, you know, Worcester way. Is it? You know, what I'm talking about Sammy Nova. It could be Daryl. Big, big guy, biggish guy. I want to say his name was Chris, but I might just be making that up. And anyway, he was he was a member of Leicester Lo-Fi. And he worked oh, at the, um, oh. I think he's left now. He's left uh, Nova. Um, hmm. But he mentioned to me, because I started t- talking to him about podcasting. And yeah. and we hooked up then on, I don't know, Instagram or something. But um, And he was definitely a member of Leicester Lofa. But they do lots of really interesting stuff, don't they? So They're amazing. They're absolutely amazing. So uh, not so small fry now. They've actually no. got loads of new people coming in every week. They're based in a church dark room. It suits them so much. It really does. That sounds awesome. Like it's you go into a church and then you go down to the dark yeah. church with red light. And you're like, no, Sparatu? No, dark room. <laughs> they do such amazing work and they have events and classes. And oh, you could talk about anything analog and they would just be experts on it. So they built an Afghan box camera and I said, I want one. And so they have one and they use it sometimes for events. Um, I think it's in storage at the moment. And I keep telling them, I'm like, okay, just come on, use it. Let's let's have like double Afghan day. Or well, something. the aforementioned Mr. Hickford uh, as on the path to making an Afghan box camera. I know we haven't oh, explained what that is yet, but I know he's got a, I know he's got a box. Okay. And I think he's made a bit of ground glass. Uh, I think. But all the slidey bits and stuff, I think, is eluding him. Yeah. And um, he said, I need some help. Yeah, you could probably help him, but you're in San Francisco. Yeah. yeah. So maybe, Sammy, we put him in touch, Jimmy, if you're listening, with Lester Lo-Fi. Mm. Maybe. I don't know. Mm. I have yeah, a yeah. What the hell is an Afghan box camera? I mean, since <laughs> I we haven't actually explained <laughs> what it is, we should probably... See how this interview... Yeah. I told you this interview wouldn't be very structured. Sammy, we just dive around a bit. Squirrel. Yes. It's all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm the one with the dog as well. Yep. Uh, it's miraculously Afghan. come back to life. It's a miracle. Praise I the Lord. Know. Yeah. Uh, but it hasn't uttered a single peep. So I don't know if it's no. real or like a zombie or yeah, anyways. So, yeah. <laughs> so what is an Afghan box camera? Someone it is. It is a wooden box. And inside of this wooden box, is a dark room and what you mean so it's like a tardis so you can go inside this box i wish it. sign me up i'll take 20 of them <laughs> awesome that would be like a mansion wouldn't it yes mansion box camera <laughs> it's uh, essentially a very slow polaroid but at the time it was absolutely revolutionary it was uh, very very quick so uh afghan box camera uh it is a street box camera and i'm not an expert on it by any means 
the 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 guys who really brought this to light are Lucas Burke and Sean Foley, and they went to Afghanistan and kind of discovered this incredible art form. And in Afghanistan, I think around the nineteen fifties, they uh, the leader of Afghanistan needed kind of documentations of all the males. So it was used as a passport picture. That's how it was kind of used. Uh, they had to make it. So they used everything that they could. Uh, there's a whole list actually. There's a, there's a family, like a photographer family tree, photographer tree of, of who the original guy was. And then he taught this person and this, this person taught this person, and this person taught this person. It's a lovely thing to see on the website of, uh, I think it's Afghan Box Project. Yeah, afghanboxcamera.com. Project, yeah. So they are, they are like, they're absolute experts on this. They, they brought the, the Afghan box camera to, well, the light again, because it was banned when the Taliban took over. Mm. And uh, because of digital photography, it was kind of an art form that was being lost. So they went over, I think in 2011, and then again, because it was a Kickstarter project and it really got, it really got attention because, you know, they're like, people are like, what is this? street box camera let's let's bring it to light and they found a carpenter i can't remember his name i'm terrible with names they found carpenter who was still making uh, afghan box cameras uh and he released the blueprints into the wild and i think now there's around i think 150 180 afghan box cameras these days and i've got one of them and lester lo-fi have got another one and Jimmy's making one. <laughs> and it'll be 151. Well, he's got a box. That's just, you know, he's That's got a box. close enough. <laughs> it's a start. It's All a start. Need. So when you say, um, for the edification of, of those of us who may not know uh, much about Afghan box cameras, when you say it has a dark room in it, like, you don't mean like literally a dark room you crawl in, but like, what does that mean? Inside of the box contains at least two containers, okay. uh, one for a developer and one fixer. Okay. And that's it. <laughs> that's it. Okay. That's it. Doesn't even need stop unless you have space for it. No one really has space or time for that. <laughs> Nobody's okay. got time for that. Uh, there... I, it does have some mechanics inside of it. So the the only kind of foreign thing about it is the lens. So this box has a lens and inside uh, it needs a, a focus. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's the kind of strip where the ground glass is attached to. Okay. So the ground glass, so unlike a conventional large format camera, a lot of our listeners would be used to where you've got a you know, a front standard and a rear standard with a ground glass. The ground glass is inside the box, sort of moving backwards and forwards for focusing purposes. Yeah. On yep. and yep. underneath that, underneath that is your darkroom like chemical trays and maybe some paper in a paper safe or something. Yeah, essentially that. So uh, it the box has a sleeve as well. It's all done in the dark. You can have. Uh, a red light, if you wish. I say red light. You, you kind of cut a hole in the box and then you put kind of red glass on it. Mm. 
one of the photographers with the box camera, she's used um, uh, like a half a swimming goggle and put a red filter in it. That's how she can see inside of the box. She's based in Ibiza. Ibiza. So the ones I've the ones I've seen on YouTube, and there's various links people can go to, and I'll share some in the in the show notes. But the one I saw, when the guy needed to the the operator needed to see inside, I forget at what stage that was. Mm. He had a hole with just a well, it was just a hole, and he stuck his eye to it and says, and the the narrator says, "Well, you're okay as long as you just keep your eyes stuck <laughs> to the hole." <laughs> 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 remember yeah. to slide the slide the little thing back before you remove your eye from the hole <laughs> yes uh and the way to focus it through the ground glass obviously you'll uh, the subject will appear upside down optical illusion and all that so at the back of the the front of the camera has the lens inside of it is the ground glass uh and the focusing kind of mechanics and at the Which is essentially the essentially a rod, isn't it? That you're just yeah. pulling backwards and forwards. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly mm -hmm. it. And at the back of the camera is a, a small hole, small sort of peekaboo door, uh, and that's how you can focus it. And then you close it. It's all when you close it, it's all done in the dark. And uh, the way to access inside of the box is a, a sleeve. Okay. Uh, and bless my carpenter for helping me kind of make this. He he was absolute carpenter genius. Photographer, not so much. I was like, that's that's my job. And I said, no light needs to get into this. He made this beautiful sleeve out of velvet, red velvet. It's like the trademark of the wow. Afghan ladies, red velvet. I think it's behind me there. Uh, and it it leaked light. And I was like, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's red light. It's red light. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, <laughs> no, that's true. So I had to cut up one of my leggings. <laughs> And really black it out. So now it's like a red velvet, beautiful with a with a legging, <laughs> which is perfect because the legging you know, it's got the the cuff right that it's, would normally go around your ankle. <laughs> it's perfect. It's perfect. Like inside of it, it's it's a complete mess. It's got chemical spills. It's got black masking tape. Oh. It's got all sorts. On the outside, it's perfect. It's perfect. Well, it's interesting because it reminds me of. Um, like portable uh, wet plate mm -hmm. photographers, they'll build these boxes, yes. right? With usually with, um, you know, acrylic or clear top or, or something with um, red gel or red glass or whatever, so they can kind of see what they're doing. And then they'll, that's what they'll use instead of like bringing the full like dark tent and setting that up, they'll, they'll build these portable boxes with sleeves in it, just like the, your camera. And they'll do all their like dark prep in that and it's like more portable and theoretically, I don't know why, like sometimes those things weigh up, especially if they build one big enough to take eight by 10 wet plate. So they, it's not, it's like a trunk, right? Like it's a giant sea trunk like doing all their eight by 10 stuff in. Um, but they'll do that instead of bringing a, a portable dark tent. Like Jen Sampson, I don't, she hasn't gotten, she's looked at those boxes. I think she's another former guest. Uh, you should look her up. You two would also get along scarily well. Um, she's one of my favorite people and a Bay Area local. If you're listening, Jen, miss you. Um, but she does wet plate stuff, and we talk about that sort of thing a lot in her chemicals and whatever. You can find Jenny Sampson, uh, Sammy, on the show before we interview Eric because Ooh. Sammy was responsible for the. No, Jenny was responsible. Sammy, Jenny was. Oh, Jenny was responsible. <laughs> 
for the uh, ball rolling down the hill that led to Eric sitting there. Downhill, because that's where she flows. <laughs> yeah. um, and she photographs, uh, she photographs skater girls, really. That's all we can say, isn't it? You know? Yeah, yeah. Sort of a subculture of skaters, yeah. female skaters, lady skaters, she, her skaters. <laughs> and they, them, non-binary. They, them skaters. Well. Trans. Um, you know. Um, yeah. Incredible. Anyway. Yeah. Well, I'm looking at her work. So this is, uh, so basically it's taking, it's like a metamorphosis, right? Of like dry or a wet plate, portable darkroom and cramming it inside of a box with the lens and the film holding. So you've got your, you've got your, your, you've, you've got your subject who's sitting there and you're focused on your ground glass and then you're putting some paper in on that same focus plane. Yes. Are you? Yes, that's exactly what I'm doing. So in the dark, uh, I often joke to people, I go, in a previous life, I, I was a farmer because it does look like I've got my hand up a cow. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering where that was going. Yeah, it's breach. It's that. breach. I've got to turn its head around. Yeah. Let me just get a bit of, let me just lube up. Because they can't see. <laughs> they can't see what's going on. And I try and explain to them, I go, okay, I will show you inside of the camera once I'm done. But it, it freaks people out when you can't see a hand. Yeah. It's Inside, you've just got a digital camera, right? Yeah. Uh, like <laughs> yeah. an Instax. Yeah. <laughs> what was that click? Look at this. No. It's magic. Look at this. <laughs> so I have, to, I have to make a joke with them. I have to keep them relaxed because they're still smiling. And I go, I haven't taken the picture yet. They're so nervous. They don't know what to do. They've, they've never seen a camera like this before, right? They know what a drone is. They know... They even know what, you know, an analog camera looks like with the bellows. I go, oh, my grandfather had one of those. I go, have you seen one of these before? They go, no. I go, I know. They're so very rare. And they they kind of panic and they sort of smile. I go, is this what you're supposed to do? <laughs> this is what they did in the olden days. And I torment them. I go, yeah, you can't move. You can't blink. And I go, I'm kidding. I haven't taken it just yet. And they kind of, yeah. their shoulders drop after that. They go, right, okay. I'll tell you when I'm going to take the picture. So as I'm kind of putting the paper and I'm taking it out of the black bag. It's, it's either, I either use direct positive depending on the event um, or I use, you know, kind of regular photo paper, but then I have to cut it in half and it's not kind of perfect the way I want it to be. So it's normally direct positive paper because okay. it just makes it easier. And when someone's wearing a white shirt and it turns out black and it's backwards and, and it's very hard to explain that to a certain <laughs> group of people. Right, because like most, uh, as I sort of look around while we're chatting, like the, the, the original system was to take that negative and then photograph it again to make the positive and then hand that positive over to the person. Yes. And it's like a two-step process. So you so let me just get let me just get this straight. So you the original process, Sammy and Eric, um, is to make a paper negative on, you know, so you could use, you know, whatever darkroom paper you wanted to. Um I'm guessing if you can get your hand on some fixed grade, grade one or two paper, old Ilford stuff, that would probably work really well. But anyway. You get some paper so then you end you develop that in camera and you can bring it out and i've seen the guys then stick it in a bucket and wash it and you know depending on the size of the paper you've got this negative image which will confuse people and then they mount it on the outside of the camera is that is that right yeah photograph it again using another piece of 
paper? Yeah. 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 So you uh, turn that negative into a positive by using negative paper. Yeah. <laughs> so it's almost like contact. It's like contact printing, but That's kind of exactly. not really. Yeah. 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 Yeah, just on a big scale. Uh, I do not have the uh, additional extended arm. Um, most of the Afghan box cameras do, but I wanted to keep the process under four minutes. Yeah. No, that's really good that you can use that. That's the Harman direct positive yes. stuff. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yep, that one. Uh, it's very specific, though, uh, with with settings. So the ISO for a box camera like this is is three. Yeah. <laughs> I need a very sunny day. Do I get sunny days in Wales? No. <laughs> no, I do not get sunny days in Wales. <laughs> I was gonna. I wasn't gonna say it, but yeah. Oh yeah. So these poor people have to stand still for a whole two seconds. <laughs> But that's that's not bad. I mean, you know, some of the old wet plate stuff was like, okay, here's a neck brace. You and your family yes. have to sit still for like two minutes. Yes. You know, like I visited this amazing hidden library in Nottingham. And at the very top in the attic, they had this dark room and they still had the original neck brace that people would sit. <laughs> they had this curved studio, which made it look like it was like the globe it was beautiful mm -hmm. they had this neck brace <laughs> it blew my mind because i'm like this is how they did it i yeah. this wasn't recent, by the way I, I i have i did learn that ages ago but it was incredible i saw an original original dark room from like the early 20s. and they always had like huge windows they were almost always on the second or third floor and they had huge windows so they'd have sunlight all day long when you go through old towns well relatively like the u.s is not that old but usually on um, on the east coast, right, the other coast, you can it's, it's you can walk around um, and find the old wet plate studios because they're the buildings with these huge and sometimes new brick where they break the windows up with these huge like chunks of like open window second or third story and they're they're not used to that anymore, right? Obviously, but you're like that used to be a photography studio. Yeah, and former guest on the show before you came on, Shane Belker, which has built himself nostalgic glass plate mm -hmm. studio with a big window, hasn't he? Yeah. And there's also, I think I mentioned this before, there's on YouTube, if you do a search, I think the guy was called DeFarmer. I'll, I'll look it up, D-E-F-A, Farmer, M-E-R. And he was a, a town photographer in America. And in the 1800s and his studio and he left a quite a legacy of images behind but i think his his old studio is still there but all derelict and that had the big windows and things yeah and every once in a while facing. people will like be refurbishing these old buildings and they'll i think there was one that was fairly recent uh the last couple of years in covid times and they'll be like they'll be busting through a wall or whatever like oh this is a bricked up something and there's an old like north like whatever photo studio with like the equipment and whatever because they're just like eh whatever, they just break it up, don't want to deal with it. And it's like this treasure trove of stuff. Mark Osterman, um, who used to be the lead uh, process historian at the Eastman House in Rochester, um, specializes in like meandering around these little towns in New York, or especially around Rochester, like the home of photography in the US because of the Kodak, and just finding these old studios because he's the guy. He's like, that, that was one, that was one, that was one. He just 
because he and his wife, um, that's all they do is historic processes. Um, they just, then they find all the places. Really cool couple, by the way, highly recommend. They take over to the, well, they used to go over to Europe for a fair bit to do stuff and do workshops and whatever, but lovely people, if you ever get a chance to talk to them. Sammy, uh, just a technical question, really, when you're using direct positive, I mean, I, I've used it a little bit and I know it's got very narrow mm -hmm. range. <laughs> In fact, I was just looking up, I just thought, oh, I'll just look up the PDF on the Ilford site. And when you look at the, the curve, like the sensitivity curve <laughs> for response between shadow and highlight, it's very, very narrow. The, the curve is kind of not quite upright, but it's, what curve? It's, it's pretty, it's pretty, that means it's very, very contrasty. Basically, it means there's not many stops of light between pitch black and white. Yep. So are you face are you strategically placing your victims in a kind of even lighted area and avoiding bright sunlight or what do you, what, what oh, have you learned no. that there's an optimum place to plonk people down? Oh yeah, I am all about the direct sunlight because when it's a cloudy day, uh, it turns out more more gray and I like contrast. It's very very striking. I mean, I, that's my personal opinion. Whenever someone sees it and it turns out dull, that I am absolutely horrified. People are like, wow, it's amazing. I go, great. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I much prefer uh, direct sun. So when I was experimenting uh, very early on, I, I've got this notebook <laughs> and I have experimented with dawn, dusk, twilight direct sun shade oh, all sorts cloudy day time of day mm -hmm. every, every single thing you can imagine and the settings and i'm still learning i've got this entire it's just huge this whole book and people are like what's what's that book <laughs> i can't not look at it because it, it just changes every single day it doesn't matter where i am uh but the, I prefer contrast. And you're right, it is extremely narrow. <laughs> it, between one and a half seconds and two seconds, that it, the difference is huge. Hmm. And that's yeah. the art of it. I have to look into the sky. I have to do this whole performance like, well, oh, of course it'll, it'll, it'll vary. The speed of the paper will vary, I guess, depending on the like, like dry plates. You know, you buy, you can buy these dry plates and a couple of people are making them and they say, well, you, depending on where you are in the Northern Hemisphere or the Southern mm -hmm. Hemisphere and what time of the month it is, time of the year it is, yeah. um, you should rate it either, depending on the amount of UV in the atmosphere, in, you know, in, in, in the, whether there's sun out or not, it's going to be yeah. slow. Like 8 to 25, you know. Yeah. So do you use like, um, like UV spectrum LED banks to help with that sometimes? Or you're just like, eh, it's crappy out, I get great photos. Yeah, the uh, the latter. Okay. <laughs> I roll with it. I'm not technical at all. If it turns out great, if not, I'll try a different thing. <laughs> but you're, but you, I think you hit the nail on the head. Somebody who's not used to, I mean, somebody who's not used to a a Polaroid. You know, when I was in the states, mm -hmm. I was shooting peel apart Polaroid in a hundred land camera, and people were just blown away you know I just stopped people on the street and said can I just interesting looking people and of course the trouble is with that you then 
you know, I was just giving stuff away because it was cheap and it was, it's not now. And so I'd have to always take two pictures because I'd like to keep one and then you'd give one away, you know, so it became a bit of a... You can convert it, those old, the, the peel part, they had a negative, you just had to bleach it off. Yeah, I know, and I did, yeah. Okay. But not on the spot, can you? You know, I'm not... Yeah, re- yeah you I'm have not, to save them for later. I'm not getting the Domestos out, am I, you know, and um, I've done... I've done negative recovery and all that sort of nonsense in the past. I've forgotten now, but I, I've done all that. And it, and it gives a very artistic sort of negative, which you can then use, you know, because it's not a perfect negative. It gives a yeah. sort of crappy negative. But well, it's, you it's, could. Sadly, that's long gone. Yeah, it is. Although I do have one pack of FP100B with about eight shots left on it. But anyway, uh, you'll, you'll shoot on your deathbed. But, but Sammy, I'm those, not taking it with me. those people... Um, even if you're not perfectly happy with it, you know, they're, they're going to be blown away, aren't they, to see mm-hmm. this image emerge, you know, like witchcraft out of a wooden box. <laughs> it's it's honestly, because they've never seen it before, I can kind of get away with it. Yeah. <laughs> if there was, if Lucas Burke was there, oh my goodness, he'd be like, what? what's going on here? What's this, what's this rubbish <laughs> you're giving these people? <laughs> I know, oh my God, the shame. <laughs> But I like the imperfection of it all. And I, that's what I try to explain to people. I go, it's, it's guesswork. And I try to manage their expectations. And they go, well, we don't really know what to expect. I go, great, keep it low. <laughs> <laughs> and when the well, picture comes out and they go, is it, is it going to develop even more? And I go, no, it's already gone into the fix. And then I open up the camera and they go, oh, so they see all the little chemical stains and they see, you know, like this crappy container that's got the dev in a crappy container that's got the fix in. <laughs> is that it? Yeah, the skill is with me. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you decide, like, you know, you've got an Afghan box camera and now what are you going to do with it? Is there a particular project that you're doing? Are there particular people you want to photograph? you just like, I'm going to photograph everybody. Like, what is your, what is your goal with it? Like, what do you, what do you want to do? Because I have not had a project yet, my kind of client base has been everyone. And I want to figure out that way who I'd like to photograph. So I do want to, there was a pirate festival. I know, kind of going on uh, just about an hour away from me, uh, but I was not available. So I've made a note and I'm thinking next year, next year. So the weird and wonderful will be my ideal clients. Uh, okay. tattoo festivals because what's that? Sorry, so, tattoo festivals. Oh, tattoo. Know? I thought you said tattoo festival. I thought I, I... that too, whatever sorry, that is. A... <laughs> <laughs> what's a tattoo festival? Gesundheit. Yeah, I know. I could make one up. Uh, there was a fairy festival as well, steampunk festival. There's all sorts mm. going on in Slangotlan, but um i'm in the middle of a very interesting transition at the moment and i don't want to speak about it just yet because it hasn't Aww. happened i know i know i know you I know. want to be the source of the breaking news why is it i know i know and i was hoping that it would be ready so this whole breaking my laptop thing was a farce i'm kidding i'm kidding it really did break it broke <laughs> i'm so sorry for the delay it's okay. um but what i have in the pipeline it's i need to sign paperwork so ask me in a year's time (laughs) but so far I have photographed uh, at weddings that's been quite a novelty it's been quite a novelty thing because weddings weddings have gone back to 
Um, A few years ago, they used to just hand around disposable cameras and then (laughs) then they started putting Instax cameras Mm. on tables. So, And then we went somewhere recently where they had a photo booth, you know, like a photo me passport thing, you know, stuff like that. So this you fit right into that, don't you? That sort of, uh, but with some, you know, and some really. So it's like instant photography, but with knobs on for you. Pretty much, yeah. It is a quite a crowd magnet, and nothing attracts a crowd like a crowd. Although I do take my dog, and people are like, they see the dog first, and they're all drunk as well. So they're all drunk. So that helps. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, So I've done a few weddings, but. Uh, I need light and a few weddings have been Mm. in uh, October (laughs) I've gone oh oh, bloody hell what do I do so I started experimenting with uh, light exposure so I started doing with uh, you know kind of light trails and and people can write love hearts with their phones and phone torches and things like that so I'm thinking okay there's a market for rude words when drunk people are out and about (laughs) I'm pretty sure I can go yes. on this. <laughs> so what, but what, surely the obvious thing is to a couple of cheap LED light. I know you said you were shying away from it, but, you know, it's just a, a light source, isn't it? You could figure it out, I'm sure. Well, this is what I have, you know, kind of in the background. So oh, Okay, that's right. Okay. okay, so we're teasing it out of you slowly. Right. Yeah, no. no one, li- Sammy. No one listens to this show, so you know, oh, no. You- no, no, no. You're good. You're good. <laughs> no, I'm not mentioning it yet until I've actually done it. But there are things happening. So, uh, my ideal clients would be the, the strange, the weird, and wonderful. Okay. Is there a difference for you, like when you say clients versus like your personal product? For me, like clients or commercial, whatever. Is that I is know, that just a term I've... you use for people you photograph for your own personal edification or? Oh, see, I have been in Slangothlin for about a year now. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> I've started going to live drawing classes. Me drawing. I'm not the model. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not the model. I don't get my clothes off. That's someone else's job. And I thought, well, I've been here a year. I should probably start getting into the community and start, you know, like integrating myself and start finding out what the what the local kind of scene is and once you peel back that kind of scene loads of things start happening yeah it's really strange how it works so it's not in your face the art scene here isn't in your face you really have to look for it but there are some like incredible artists around here and i want to work with them so there's uh there's an old jailhouse that's been converted into this beautiful studio where there's uh like jewelry makers and and glass blowers and i'm like i had no idea this existed so i would like to speak to them and get those uh involved in the afghan camera project as well cool but it's not just about you know the artists community uh the afghan box camera it did start off in small villages, kind of, you know, where I am, where photography studios weren't easily accessible. This is why, you know, ID pictures, passport pictures were needed. So it started off in small villages. I've kind of done like a whole circle, <laughs> kind of go around the world, photographing weddings. I'm bored of that. Let's let's go and live in a small village and educate <laughs> and photograph the locals. So the but. That actually touches based on a question I had much earlier. Um, 
when they when the box when these Afghan box cameras came into being, it came into being in the said in the fifties because the government wanted to document all men. It wasn't a passport thing. It was like we need to keep track of all the men, which feels like a little nefarious, right? Like or nefarious to make it modern. <laughs> um, you know, like they wanted to yeah. identify everybody of fighting age or whatever else. Was that the purpose of it? And then if that's the case, um, what is it like then essentially using, if that is the case, like the first early surveillance camera in Afghanistan for something more artistic? Because that's an interesting, mm. you know, um, interesting trail, interesting transformation of use, if that makes sense. Absolutely, yes. Uh, so the street box cameras, that's been around since... 1910 really popular across Europe and then eventually it did make its way to uh, Afghanistan okay um so it's been around for at least century and change uh but its uses have absolutely changed and everybody uses it for different reasons um so <laughs> in Afghanistan they, they were really smart actually they they kind of set up their cameras outside of official uh admin buildings okay. and they go oh you need a, you need a passport picture and and they were so smart they were so cheeky so they had these uh pre-made portraits inside of their camera and they would notice that one of the gentlemen would be wearing a hat to take a passport picture or he would have a beard so he would choose from a secret compartment rather than take the actual photograph they'd choose from a secret compartment and go uh there you go your your picture's ready and they did it like super quick quick time but it wasn't them, it was just some random dude, but they had no way to check. <laughs> wow. I know, so sneaky, right? I so, but the person who was receiving this photograph, like, <laughs> didn't he just say, well, it's clearly not me. <laughs> <laughs> you or am I missing something here? <laughs> I, I don't know. That You're man like, doesn't have a beard. Like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'd have to ask them. I don't know. I don't know. But because the camera was just was just so brand new, like they didn't even question it. They go, oh, I guess that's me. <laughs> yeah, I suppose if you if you're not used to having your photograph taken, your likeness recorded. Mm. I mean, we're so used to seeing ourselves in, you know, on phone snaps and selfies. I mean, it, your own photo is you know you're one is constantly bombarded with it on facebook and things you know and people say oh this is you you're tagged into things but if you've never actually seen yourself in it on a thing in your hand and you could almost imagine saying well this is you okay yeah. <laughs> if you say so <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's true but strangely um the the portraits taken, they're as genuine as they come. There's, there are no filters. Uh, the only difference is you're reversed. So if you have a tattoo on one side, it'll show up on the other side. That's the only difference. There's no filters. Uh, you know, the skill is posing them to get them in, in the best position. Again, this is where my digital side comes in because I, I have, I know exactly how to pose people. I know how to get the best from them, but with my box camera, I end up photographing animals and <laughs> yeah. they don't keep still. This one's not keeping still now. <sighs> yeah, that's, yeah, you're lucky to get a person to really, really still for two seconds. 
know. You know, with a fake smile, you got to get them get rid of that fake smile because they look awful. You know, yeah. like here I in the states, we have the, the middle school photo. You're like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they're they're afraid to smile. They sort of have that like stoic. I'm going to stand here, really still kind of look, and it it really suits it. So I don't I don't question them. <laughs> I I like. I like the idea of um, you know photographing the weird and wonderful, and because uh, I'm immediately thinking of Diane Arbus. It's it's different. I know, I know it's different. And Diane Arbus, whatever you think of her work, I mean, she was different. photographing f- freaks in the in the true sense of the word. And mm. um, you, you're seeking out people who are almost sort of exhibitionists, aren't you? You know, I mean, if you go to a pirate festival, you're going to expect to be photographed. If you go to a steampunk festival. You know, you're going to be proud to show off your big handlebar moustache and goggles on your head or whatever, you know. Exactly. Yes. But to go up to someone who's three foot two and then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have to lower the tripod a little bit. But <laughs> uh, but you're right. Yeah. They, uh, it's a certain kind of demographic mm. uh, I would be kind of after. Uh, th- those are my passion projects. And I I think I'm ready to do them now. I had to do a lot of trial and error, a lot of research, a lot of experimenting with paper, exposure. Um, so to go to something like that and just mess up, I would be horrified. But now yeah, I'm ready. Of course. I've, yeah. I've got the experience. I think is, I can do it. Is there a day job that's helping you at the moment? You know, or currently, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> but again, plans are in motion. <laughs> Don't cool. question me about it. Get, get me on here a year from now and then I'll tell you my progress. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we can <Yeah>. do that. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. We all, I mean, everybody here has a day job. So oh, you're in new company. Yeah. Well, you're semi-retired. Well, I was, yeah. And I've gone back to work three days a week now. So I've gone from being sem- semi-retired to part-timer. I would say three days is pretty much semi-retired. That's like less than half time. Well, I'm jealous. I, I did take, uh, yeah, I did take three days. I booked three days off my shift pattern. So I booked three days off and I'm now halfway into 17 days worth of continuous absence from work. So just by choosing the right three days to book off, I've, no, six days, sorry, not three. That's, that's, that's impressive. Yeah, yeah, no. So I've, 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 I booked six days off and I've got 17 days leave. So I'm just now moving into my second week this week. So uh, I'll be hosting a, a workshop for the first one since about April, I think. And um, yeah, all good. I'm jealous. So what what lens do you have on that on your box? Remember, like how fast? Yeah, we have to it? we have to ask about lenses because Simon, Simon, Sammy um, is what is was I think probably is is. is well yeah he's a co-host of the classic lenses podcast which mm. is pretty much frozen in aspic whatever <laughs> that means <laughs> um solo. Uh, i'm not really i'm not really uh, sure what i'm not really yeah, sure yeah. what aspic is but it just came to mind <laughs> he's frozen in it anyway so he so for some reasons that are too complicated to go into the classic lenses podcast is on hold but there's about a hundred and 140 maybe shows um to to look to look back on so simon's a is a proper lens guy we were at the birmingham photo show 
mm-hmm. uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I was with uh, another mate, Neil uh, Neil Piper, and Neil picked up this uh, the the stand that all the analog photographers head to is the disabled photographers uh, stand, and they have they're a, they're a group of disabled photographers who are into photography, and they have a stand at the photo show with loads of secondhand cameras, darkroom gear, boxes that you have to get down on your hands and knees and rifle through looking for odd filters and things. Sounds like heaven. And they have their more expensive cameras in a glass cabinet, you know, like the 20 pound cameras and things. And Neil, Neil picked up this camera. Uh, One was a Kodak retina one B or something. One where the little door opens, you know, there's a few of those. And then he picked up another one and Simon came over and said, if you put that camera down, I'm having it, he said, because, and then he started giving a long explanation as to why the lens on that one, I think it was 120 camera, was so good. And as soon as he started talking, I just glazed over because, you know, <laughs> he kind of gets off on uh, on lens design. And I, I get it, but I, I don't retain that information, Simon. You know, I just don't. You can talk about a Tessar design. Eric knows a little bit about lens making, but he talked about, and I've read and reread stuff about lens design and it won't sink into my thick head or certainly why one's better than the other. Oh yeah, that I'm totally the same. I have no idea what the lens is. I'm going to put the awesome. dog down. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> I'm going to check. So bear with me whilst well, I Well, it's behind you. Go and have I a look. Know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Please. So Sammy's just walked away from her seat and is looking at her Afghan back camera. When she gets up close to it, there's a sense of scale because it's like a few <laughs> feet behind you. But when you get next to it, you can see quite how big it is, can't you? It's like the size of your torso. Yeah. So it's huge. It really, Yeah, it is huge. It doesn't look anywhere near that. So that's optical illusion, isn't it? Obviously, we know it's but Now we know it's huge. Like... Yeah, that's some Lord of the Rings, like, false perspective stuff right there. <laughs> um, Durst, Schrader, 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 Schrader. Tomato, tomato. Yeah, that one. Sounds like a, <laughs> sounds like an enlarger lens. That, could it be? Yes, yeah, yes. It could be. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, is. That, this is why I asked uh, Lester Lo-Fi, because I'm like, I have no idea. What lens have you got? Uh, and they pointed me in the right direction, and then I found one. So yeah, it's an enlarger one. Which is cool because enlarger lenses are available for really cheap nowadays, since people are just yeah. getting rid of. Although for, I'm assuming that for a, a camera that size, you need like a medium or large format, like enlarger lens. You can't use like one of the itty bitty. What is ones. it? Is it like a hundred mil something? Or is it or ninety? Ninety. Oh. Have another look. <laughs> <laughs> I just like to see you get close to it because suddenly this camera becomes huge. <laughs> Look at it. Sammy's right next to this camera and suddenly it's like as big as she is. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. Okay. I'll send anyway. you a picture of it. All right. Yeah, do that. That'd be lovely. Just to satisfy the lens nerds amongst us. So, yeah, and larger lens. So they're um, certainly, Simon would be able to talk about them, wouldn't he? But I guess that's a good lens for creating a sort of fairly flat, plane you know um is that right eric i don't know yes N- you know yeah. like a copy like a copy lens, like a copy lens. yeah yeah it's a, it's good for a large flat reproduction i mean 
it, it's interesting because those lenses are made to project outwards. Not necessarily yeah, well, that's what inwards. I was thinking. Yeah, because you're kind of using it in reverse. Yeah, right? but nonetheless, like they're always almost always really high quality glass and they're super cheap. Because people are just getting rid of their darkness have been for a long time. Um, and you don't need a you don't need a shutter because you're dealing with, you know, one or two Mississippis, aren't you? Or elephants, whatever you want to count with. Are you are you a, an elephant counter or a Mississippi counter? I'm uh Or do you have a stopwatch? No, God no. I I guess. All right. So the lens cap is uh <laughs> This is how just I am completely, I don't even care. This is a cap of a, a spray can. Oh, mm -hmm. perfect. I know. And inside of it is just like foam because it didn't quite fit. So, yeah. oh yeah, I am completely mismatched. I think the carpenter that built, he would he would have a sissy fit. Like he would absolutely go mental. He's like, what are you doing? It doesn't, it's perfect. Just completely goes on the lens. <laughs> So he was very fastidious um, with the design when he made it. Uh, and I'm like, yeah, that'll do it. When I first bought it, oh, it was just pristine. It was beautiful. He was so proud of it. I was proud of it. It's, it's great. I put it down on the floor and he, he audibly gasped. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? Like, dude, oh, this, is, this is going to get so much yeah. worse than this. Like, just close your eyes. It's going to get bad. So, <laughs> well, I think one last you know me, one last broad fat question for me. Like what, like, there's a lot of alternative pastas out there and it sounds like you like lived in a dark room every available moment for quite some time. Mm. Why this? Like why this particular bit of kit and process? You know, there's a, everyone's doing wet plates, dry plates, this, that, the other. Like why Afghan box moments? <gasps> that mainly has something to do with my subjects. My subjects. What am I, King George? Yes. So my King Charles. Who's King George? Yeah. <laughs> King Charles. My. Oh no, I, I was making a Hamilton reference. Oh, were you? Okay. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's cool. Uh, <laughs> my. Fail. <laughs> okay, sorry. Um. So a lot of photographers that I met. Uh, doing analog photography are very much into landscapes. I can't do landscapes. I don't get, I don't get them. Can't photograph them. I understand people. <laughs> so I said, well, everyone's kind of got an analog camera. Everyone's got a digital camera. This, this is, this is ridiculous. I need it. It's like huge, just like my personality. So <laughs> the, a camera finally matched me <laughs> yeah. and uh I wanted to photograph people like that's that was his original purpose is photographing people I thought well I'll move on from passport photographing people or photographing strangers or going out to people is something that regularly mm. fills a lot of people with horror and clearly yeah. clearly it doesn't you yes but uh, Ask me to do a landscape. That's me. I'm like, ah, what do I do? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, look, Sammy. Uh, sorry, go on. We, I know, I know, I know the, I know the theory of uh, landscape. <laughs> I can't ask the sunset and go right. Okay, just turn left. <laughs> so that's interesting, though, right? Because you have most photographers. I think we would, we if you ask them and they're honest, like who interact with people. Like you use a camera as a piece of armor, sort of like 
I this is just I'm not, like like mm-hmm. put something between you and me and it and it helps in intera- a safe interaction and you have like the biggest almost the biggest camera ever <laughs> but you don't seem to have any need or desire to use it as that as that buffer mm, which is yeah. a little bit of a of a, an oxymoron you could say right because most artists be like yes I've got this huge thing and this between you and me and you have to hold still and shut up and you're like f that I have this huge camera just so I can get in your grill and talk to you. Yeah. Like that, that's a contradiction, I would say. It is. And I'm not hiding behind it. I actually do invite people to see uh, inside of the camera and I go, look through the peepee hole. Uh, You can see like your husband is upside down and they go, I'm upside down. Uh, And when I'm next, I'm actually physically next to the camera. That's where the sleeve is next to the camera. So I can speak to people. They can see me. They can see the camera. The thing that helps the most is that I, I go, right, look at, look at the corner of this because they're, they're looking at this huge, scary camera. I go, don't look at me, look at the corner of this camera. And it's just so big and bold and just beautiful. And no, you're right. It is, I don't use photography as an armor the way that, that most people kind of do. Mm-hmm. You're right. It, we're very much in this together, me and my, me and my camera. <laughs> we're in it together. Well, look... <sighs> I don't know what to say. Thank you so, <laughs> thank you, thank you so very much. Did you just say pee pee hole a minute ago? Yes. Pee, what did I just say? You said pee pee hole. I was I self editing. Andrew does not self edit. <laughs> pee pee hole. Pee pee key hole. No, you said pee okay. hole. I did. And I was like yes. That's and I was like. Anyway, we thought. <laughs> I've said much worse. <laughs> Eric is um, Eric is very polite, but I'll. <laughs> I am. He is polite, Shit. and he, he messaged me and said, "Did Sammy oh. just say peepee hole?" No, I said, <laughs> "Did she just say upside down through the peepee hole?" My thirteen-year-old self is losing it. Peepee, yeah, peep, like peephole, like it oh. is a peephole. It is a peepee yeah. hole. And I, I'm with you. Yeah, it's not peepee hole. I obviously got is, it wrong because is... I misunderstood because of your accent. That's how I say it. But the you word... didn't guess where I'm from, so I think, I think it is peepee hole. <laughs> I think it is because you peep through it. Yeah, peepee hole. Peepee hole, Eric. <laughs> I love that. That's staying forever. Listen, no, let's. Let, we're going to draw this. Andrew to is a, chuffed uh, about the peepee hole. A, <laughs> yeah, we're going to draw this to a dignified conclusion. And oh, we that have was a, dignified. We have a. We have a. Sammy, we have a few formalities to um, just to, oh. to go through because I'm cha- once again I'm channeling my inner Simon Forster. So I've got on my script here what we what I say at the end. We have apparently um, a coffee account, ca- coffee, coffee, co- coffee account. Coffee. We put these shows out so infrequently now that probably people have given up <laughs> donating to us, um, but it does help keep Simon quiet, and he occasionally mutters about um, still having to pay for hosting the show, even though he doesn't appear on it. So if, if you want to find our coffee, coffee, coffee donor site, then apparently you go to coffee.com, ko-fi.com. And then if you do forward slash large format photography podcast, you may find us, although some folks struggle to find us, but we are on coffee and large format photography podcast is our name. You should find out. Uh, we we didn't tip you off about this, so you've got a little bit of time to think, Sammy. Eric, 
We um, any shout outs that you'd like to make apart from your usual one about your lovely wife? Who well, I'm going to I've already did that at length earlier because she essentially built the start room. Um, I guess a shout out to uh, my old mate, Mark Beamer, for being kind enough to want a camera from me. Um, even, though, even though you're not going to make it on time for him. I am absolutely going to make it on time. Shush, mm -hmm. don't jinx me. Um, to Wayne for trusting me to build a lens for this crazy ass project of his. Yep. Um, the guys down at MacBeast Lumber for putting up with my like going down and looking at weird hardwoods and talking about like grain patterns and, and looking for like weird little slices I can cut out to make cool cameras with. And definitely Ethan at Camera Dactyl, uh, Ethan Moses, he's been a huge help. Uh, well, not only with parts, but with also with knowledge. The man knows a metric shit ton about camera building and everything yeah. else. And is whenever I, there's a question, he's he, me, it's just like, let's get on a video chat. And he's just like, there. You know, uh, which is just fabulous. So he's got one of these brains, uh, a bit like Steve Lloyd at Chroma Camera. They're very similar sort of people oh, yeah. who can see a problem in 3D in their heads and solve it in 3D in their heads. You know, just kind yeah. of visualize it and then do it. You know? Yeah, and also just a fabulous human being. So yeah. thanks, pal. Okay, um, Sammy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is that bit on radio shows you know is there anyone you want to say hello to say your yeah. mum and your dog i think we also we love to if you've got someone interesting to point us to you know you lester lo-fi you, you've already shouted them out so that could be your shout out if you want to absolutely well i do wanted. want to thank Jimmy, for introducing me to you guys, because without him, I wouldn't have known all the amazing things that you've covered, the incredible artists and other photographers. So uh, thanks to Jimmy, bless him for making the connection. That's really cool of him. Uh, and obviously Lester Lo-Fi. So immediately getting in touch with them, uh, who operates the social media all of them. So either Dan, Daryl, Steve, or Dave, you need to get in touch with Lester Lo-Fi. You can talk to them about any process and they will have so much knowledge on it. They're incredible. Okay. And, and mum. Hello, mum. Thanks. Hello, mum. Hi, mum. <laughs> she won't listen to this either. You won't. Thanks no. for the thanks for the no. amazing bunting. Is that, right? <laughs> Is that what that was? No. I don't um yeah. I I probably do have shout outs, but I, I just can't. I've caught myself, I've taken myself by surprise and forgotten that we did shout outs until I just read this. It's like so, when you turn around and see yourself in a mirror, like, oh, Jesus, oh God, is that me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've never yeah. seen myself. And thanks before. to Simon for editing this and leaving oh, yeah. my let's many give a swear words. Let's give a shout out. It, it was lovely to catch up with all those lovely folks at the photography show, all the Sunny 16 people and uh, Rachel Brewster Wright, who had a little little vintage photography stand and doing sanotypes and um, all sorts of really interesting stuff so all those folks that uh, i bumped into at the photography show um eric if somebody wanted to send an email to the show where would they send it to uh 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 dot 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 large i can't say if we add a d to it but i'm just gonna go with large format photography podcast at Gmail, Gmail, sorry, dot com. <laughs> yep. 
You're absolutely right. No the at the front. I always want to put the, but there's no the. And um, what else? No. Oh, social the. medias. Social medias. Where can folks find you, Eric, if they want to um, look at what rabbits you're looking after this week or yeah, cameras you know. you're messing up for folks? Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. just uh, Instagram with my name, E-R-I-K-H-M-A-T-H-Y. Uh, I'm kind of off Facebook at the moment just because it got so freaking toxic and I just couldn't handle mm-hmm. it. But yeah. uh, so the grams the is kind of it. The groups are okay. Our, the groups our, are okay. Our, our, our large format photography podcast Facebook group is is a very lovely place. It is. It's a wonderful place. Just keep you can meet Jimmy it. there. Yep. And then yep. he'll stalk so, you to your street corner, hours away. Yeah. <laughs> Wherever you see him, he'll be there in his Batman costume with with the muscle blood. Um, Sammy, where can uh, where can folks see what you're up to well at the moment i am only on instagram i don't even have a website for my afghan camera but on instagram i am afghan camera lady even got my own hashtag afghan camera lady so excellent instagram seems to be having a bit of a bad rap as well really i don't uh, i mean i use it but and people have got people are getting angsty angsty the whole like attempt to do reels tiktok clone thing got people yeah especially stills photographers got people a little little cranky pants well and also they're like poo poo explanation of basically like we don't care if you don't like it go suck it and like down talking to people i watched it watch that video it was really insulting i just wanted to reach to the camera and slap that oh, tech bro upside the head i didn't not that i have opinions but i had opinions okay I, I didn't see that. I have no idea. Anyway, so, okay. Well, you can follow me if anyone wants to. Um, I, I saw. I suddenly had an Eminem lyric come into my head. Then something about following me. <laughs> Hit it. No, no, it. it involves swearing, probably. Oh, uh, so on that? most on most places you can find me as Warboys, which is where I live. Snapper. Uh, that's certainly on Instagram or Warboys Snapper pinholes for the pinhole side of me. And or myself as Andrew Bartram on Flickr and various other places. If you want to follow the LFPP, we do have an Instagram page, which Simon said he wanted to offload onto me or you, Eric, but he hasn't done so yet. So I don't know what happens on the LFPP Instagram. I know we've got a lot of followers, even though we don't really post anything there. Uh, We have a Flickr group, which i very rarely look at but you can go there if you want to large format photography podcast flicker group we're so techy on youtube um the the music that simon insists on bolting on to the end of this is uh, by kevin mcleod so it's that free source music isn't it and it's called two finger johnny which we just delight in saying every single show and it's an awesome piece of music that fits the mood of the show and Sammy, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Thank you so yes. much. And we look forward to um, keeping in touch with you over the next year or so. And when we, should, feed... we should just book you for yeah. a year from now. Yeah, come on in a year from now. You, you could well just be our next guest, the way things go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, no not, not true. No, no, we'll get Jimmy on eventually. <laughs> <laughs> Only once he finishes his Afghan box camera. Yeah. yeah. Um, you hear that, Jimmy? Jimmy! Mm. I am literally right now going under my calendar and fast running it to one year yep. from now. There you go. We'll see you in a year's I'm, time, Sammy. So I'm, no pressure. 
whatever it is that you're up to, we expect to see it brought to fruition uh, when you come back on on the 25th of September 2023. Mm -hmm. It'll be the 24th because that is the next year. 24th is Sunday. Okay. Well, Um, we've got so that's that's at least we've got one date for a show in. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we're good. See you in a year. No. um, Okay. Sammy, thank you so very much. We'll um, we'll all say goodbye now. No, thank you. you. So, so lovely to speak to you, and um, thanks for listening. And goodbye, everybody. Take care. Say goodbye, Bye. Sammy. Bye, Sammy. <laughs>